It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, the bulk of today's show is with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer as it is a Ferg Friday. But before that, I have a, uh, a quick conversation with um, Auburn gymnast and now Olympian because she, uh, she has won her way a spot to represent our country in the Olympics. So that will be, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about it much more, but uh, Suni Lee joining the show. Suni Lee now joining us, uh, Olympic gymnast, Auburn gymnast. Suni, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Has it has it really uh, set in yet that you're going to be representing the the United States and the you know the the biggest sporting event in the world? No, honestly, it still feels so surreal, and it's like a really big shock. I haven't had much time to let it set in. I've been doing so much with the media and stuff, but I'm so excited. It's been a dream come true. And yeah, I can't wait to represent Team USA at the Olympics. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine. That's got to be uh, that's got to be the coolest thing in the world. So uh, you, you performed really well, you know, with with the qualifiers, and obviously you made you made the, the the team for the United States. What are you up to now between you know qualifying and making the team, and then going to Tokyo? Right now, I'm just focusing on staying consistent, doing the same thing basically, because that was pretty much what I needed to do. Um, to keep my spot at the Olympics. So, yeah, I'm really just working on that and then obviously upgrading floor a little bit, but mostly just staying consistent. So competing with uh, other gymnasts, you know, for those spots, what was that like as far as, you know, competing with with the best and interacting with the best and, and all of that? What was going through your mind when you were seeing folks like, you know, Simone Biles out there next to you? Um, it's really nerve-wracking because, you know, everybody's competing for the second spot. Simone's obviously always going to have the first spot. So when everybody's competing for the second spot, it puts a lot more pressure, which is really nerve-wracking. But I think my coaches and I have done a really good job working on, like, my mental strength and yeah. just making sure that I stay focused. So you've been competing your whole life, I would assume. How different is it at this level? So it's so different, like mentally, like mentally and physically. Obviously, the skills that you do are harder, but it's just a lot harder mentally because you're in the gym for so long. Like all you're thinking about gymnastics, and it's just a lot for one person. When you're younger, you don't really think about it, but now it's like <laughs> it all just hits you at once. <laughs> sure, no, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, is is Coach Graba? Has he been there with you for for a lot of this process? Yes. They've been my Jess has been my coach for about eleven years, so we've been through the whole thing together, and I wouldn't want it any other way. He is such a cool dude. I, I mean, everybody that knows Jeff knows that he is one of the most laid back and and, and kind and, and patient people. I mean, every time I hear people talk about Coach Gray, but they have nothing but good things to say. It sounds like you're in the same uh, the same boat there. Yep, I'm really excited. We I leaving one graber for another so yeah no that's cool that's cool was he was he the main reason you decided to uh to be a gymnast at auburn um yes that was part of the reason and i just really loved the campus and it just felt like home when i visited so i just really wanted to go there and it's just been my dream school since i was younger so yeah yeah how uh when was the last time you were on campus um the last time i was on campus was like uh four years ago it's been a while sure 
Sure. I was supposed to come in November, but because of COVID, I was yeah. able to. That makes sense. What do you think that's mm-hmm. going to be like, uh, you know, competing at the highest level of the Olympics and then kind of having to turn your focus um, down the road to, to compete in the SEC? I think it's going to be really fun because competing for college is obviously going to be a lot more fun. Competing for the Olympics is so nerve-wracking, and there's just a lot, it's just a lot harder. So I think it's going to be a lot easier when I get to college, and I'm really excited about it. Sure. Is there a specific aspect of – you know, your time in Tokyo that you're looking forward to? Will it be talking, you know, with, with other gymnasts throughout the world? Or you going out there and, and performing a, a specific routine? What, a, what aspect are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'm really excited to compete on the floor and just do the best that I can do because, honestly, I've done everything to get here. So to just be even competing is something that's so surreal. Is, your, is the floor the... The, your favorite event to compete in? Um, floor and bars. I really love competing bars. Bars is my best event. And it's just been so crazy the last like couple competitions that I've been able to hit my hardest bar routine. So I'm really hoping to hit the hardest bar routine at the Olympics and hopefully get a medal. Sure. Well, all of Auburn is cheering for you. All of uh, the United States um, is cheering for you. And I know you'll represent um, everyone uh, extremely well in, in Tokyo. I won't keep you much longer. I know you're extremely busy. Suni, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, as he does every Friday, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Happy Ferg Friday, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Doing well. If something happens between uh, us recording this on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon and Friday morning when this drops... Um, we're just gonna have to roll with it because uh, yep. Thursday is gonna be crazy. So um, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it next week sometime. But uh, man, I uh, I've got some buy or sell ideas that I wanted to read off to you and get your opinion on. If uh, okay. if we could do that for today's show, let's do it. All right, first one we'll start nice and slow here with one of my favorite players on this team, uh, Kobe Hudson leads Auburn in receptions in twenty twenty one. Would you buy or sell that? Mm, that's a great question. I'm going to sell that just because I think when you look at the history of uh, Brian Harson and Mike Bobo's offenses at Boise State and, and Colorado State and even Georgia as well, uh, your number one receivers are almost always going to be kind of the bigger split in type of guys, kind of like what we've seen at Auburn with yeah. like Seth Williams and Darius Slayton in the, in the past. I think Kobe could have a huge season. I really, really do. But I think when you look at kind of the the background, those, those number one outside receivers and not knowing exactly where – you know, maybe uh, Kobe necessarily will line up every single play. I think he's going to be kind of more of a, a very versatile kind of secondary option. Um, it's possible, but, you know, I, I think in terms of receptions, I think you can see the number one guy probably taking it or or maybe even a slot guy um, that like a guy like Javarius Johnson might be able to take that. So knowing what we know right now about Kobe's role and where he could be, um, I just think that, you know, it's possible, but I'm I, I would lean towards more – of the guys a little bit more experience on the team, at least in terms of catching the ball from last season, guys like 
uh, you know, guys like Elijah Canyon or, or Xavier Capers. But, you know, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, Cut, you know, Kobe Hudson, well, I think I've had just as many catches as Capers did last season. Um, so it's definitely possible. But I, I think I like positionally, I like those, those bigger outside guys a little bit more for, for that title. Justin, whoever leads Auburn in receptions next year, do you think that number is north of 50? Or do you think it's I, – I have a feeling it's going to be pretty spread out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because you look at the the time span uh, at Boise State. You know, you had – I mean, they had a guy catch 50 balls last season, um, even though they only played seven games. But, yeah, what it has been more spread out. Um, I, I think the leader will have more than 50, but okay. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be a guy who's like a 100-catch dude or, you know, high 70s, 80s, 90s kind of kind of type of guy either. So I think the leader will have it up there, but I can also see – um, it being spread out where you might have some guys in the 40s and the 30s, um, you know, where, where you've spread out the ball a lot more effectively. All right, staying on the offensive side of things, buy or sell, Tank Bigsby earning 1,600 rushing yards. Hmm. 1,600 is a lot. That's a ton. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think 1,600, when you look at uh, Auburn, uh, they have not had 1,600 uh, since Cameron Artis Payne in 14. Right. He ran the ball 303 times that that that's uh, that season. You know, it, it's possible when you think of 1,600 yards, you're thinking of a guy who's you're going to have to average over 100 yards by 120 yards a game. It, it, it's possible, but that seems a little steep uh, for my blood. Um, whereas I think, um, you know, you can go back to last season in, 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 in the SEC, and I know – you know, it was, it was a different, you know, you didn't have quite the same number of games. You didn't have the easy paycheck games kind of load up on your stats. But, yeah. you know, the top rusher last season in the league was Kevin Harris, and he had 113 yards a game. So you're talking about having to add on a little bit more than that uh, to get it. So I think that's a little too steep for me. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Tank proves me wrong um, because, you know, he's he's got that kind of talent for sure. Yeah, I, I would sell this as well. But I think the only way this is possible is if there's just a, an absurd game where, like, you've got to do your work again, you know, in the first half and some of these easier cupcake games, but also, like, against a team that's not going to have a good defense, like Ole Miss or something like that. He's just got to, like, pop for almost 300 for that to be <laughs> possible. And, uh, like, could that happen? Like, maybe it could happen, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd have to get in a case where, you know, you're playing a team like uh, like an Akron and, right. and, and just absolutely just abusing them. Akron had one of the worst rush defenses in college football last season. I think they will give up a lot of yards to Auburn in that opener, but 300 would be a lot because I think they're going to try to like really spread it around and try to mm-hmm. share the wealth and, and, you know, make sure you don't overload a guy early. All right. Um, Bo Nix surpasses 3,200 passing yards in 2021. You buying or selling that? All right, so for 3,200 passing yards, uh, you are looking at a, a situation for, for Bo Nix where he's going to have to, um, you know, step up in a big way, maybe around the 250-yard per game mark. It, it, you know, again, I feel like all these are kind of possible. I just think with Bo, it's, um, you know, there's two things working against him here. I think number one is accuracy. He's going to have to get better than that. We're just going to have to see him become a more accurate and, and efficient quarterback. And then number two, um, you know, there is – with TJ Finley now on campus, there is always the thought in the back of your mind that, you know, if something goes south for him, they have another option, right? He, he's not guaranteed to be the starter from beginning to end this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it would, you know, again, I, I would expect him to, but, you know, I think there's also that, that there's a little bit of a rip cord here now with, with the, the fact that you have, um, 
a guy like TJ Finley around. So I would go lower than that just because, you know, uh, it would have to be a pretty big step up in terms of production for him, which he's, he's fully capable of. Uh, but, but number two, there's also, you know, no guarantee that he necessarily is your starting quarterback from beginning to end this, this upcoming season, just because of the presence of Finley. All right. Tight ends get more than 25 catches in 2021 combined. Yeah, just the whole the whole unit. The whole yeah, I'll buy that one. I'll okay. buy that one. You look at you look back at uh, Brian Hartson's history with the tight end position. They've had every year he was at Boise State. Um, every full year he was at Boise State, I should say. Uh, last season was a little, a little wonky, of mm-hmm. course. Um, had two guys catch uh, at least ten balls at the tight end position every single year. Um, I think you know twenty five. You know twenty five uh, uh, catches. You know in a season you you knock that in. You know, 13 game season, that's a, a little less than two per game for your tight end. I feel like this is a position that's going to get targeted a few times a game and maybe get a few catches a game. Uh, so I'll definitely go over on that one. Okay. I think a lot of people will be excited to hear you say that. Yeah. Uh, more in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Locked On Auburn is brought to you by betonline.ag, the best way to place your bets on all of your sports action, as well as other things. Head over to betonline.ag, and when you make your account and make that first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us today. How are things going at the Observer, my friend? Yeah, doing pretty well. I mean, this week we uh, had a lot of people... Uh, kind of interested in what we've got going on. Uh, you know, we're selling koozies right now, which will run out at the at the end of the the weekend, the holiday weekend. But you know, had had a couple of really good podcasts this week. I had one with uh, Nicole Arbach that uh, that a lot of people enjoyed in the midweek, and uh, that'll will unlock that for everybody to listen uh, over the weekend, over this uh, this this holiday weekend. Story on Holden Garner talked about uh, JT Thor and Sharif Cooper's big week uh, at the NBA Combine. Um, so a, a lot of good stuff up there uh, at the observer. So we, uh, you know, getting closer and closer to media days, getting closer and closer to the start of, uh, to football season. So, uh, we're pushing on, we're, we're pushing on, but it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are uh, putting out awesome, awesome content. I want to talk more about that Garner story mm-hmm. in just a moment. All right. You mentioned, you mentioned Finley last, um, last segment, but mm-hmm. are you buying or selling Finley throwing more than 20 passes in 2021? Hmm. 20, that's a good number. Um, you know, if you look... If I'm you selling look at, it for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those where you can kind of just hit it where it's like 20 passes. 20 passes almost assuredly means that either Auburn is blowing out a, you know, a good number of teams this season and they're letting him throw the ball, or he does get a start, either one. I think that's that's where you can kind of line it up. You know what? I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll say that wow. he gets in. The, I'll say he gets in some games, even if he isn't the starter, or you know. And there's always an option that he can. Um, he gets in the game and gets to throw it around a little bit, especially in those non-conference games. And uh, I think they're going to want to see what they've got in him. So I'll, I'll go over with that. Okay. All right. Um, who's the next one? Okay, this is an interesting one. I think Auburn adds more than six players 
in the transfer portal next offseason. They were very heavy in it this offseason. Mm-hmm. New coaching staff and all of that. Um, do you think it is more than six next offseason? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think the new norm now in college, in college football is going to be around you know three, four, five for each team. So six is, might be a little steep, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it depends on how many guys they they are able to pick up um, in this 2021 recruiting class. I think there's going to be some spots that are going to be reserved for uh, transfers and guys that have already transferred are going to be taking up some of those spots as well. You know, I think it's going to have to be one of those things where if if we see that many people going out, it's definitely a possibility. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that one's really close. That one's really close. I think they think six is a really good number. Um, but I'll say I'll say they I'll say it goes under uh, that number. You know, yeah. it's six or lower just because I think there's going to be a little bit more stability and people kind of buying in um, and, and wanting to be around here after, you know, this 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 offseason that we've seen at Auburn where, um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of guys that, you know, weren't recruited by the staff that are going elsewhere. All right. This is another fun one because I love Kobe Hudson. I'm going to make multiple about him. Um, are you buying or selling Kobe Hudson throwing a pass in 2021? <laughs> the former uh, high school quarterback moved yeah. to a college receiver. You know, Harson has been kind of known for some of these, you know, crafty trick plays. Yep. Yeah, if you go back and look at uh, Brian Harson's history at the position, he has had uh, wide receivers throw multiple passes pretty much each year uh, he's been there. Uh, six of them in 2015. Uh, there were five of them in 2016. Um, four in 2017. He even had a f- had multiple uh, pass attempts last season from wide receiver in the shortened season. So yeah, I think Hudson's probably your best option to do that. Um, at the wide receiver position, and uh, we know that he's got a history of trying that out, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened at all. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'd lose my mind. All right, um, this one I think I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I think it's an interesting conversation here. The same mm-hmm. offensive line starts every game in 2021 for Auburn. No, I, I don't buy that because I think they're going to want to have continuity, and I think that's going to be a big thing, but there's enough depth there that I think there might be some moving around. It is a first-year staff and they might have to uh, jiggle it around a little bit um, especially after what they learned in the first couple of games of the season and then secondly I think just injuries are going to be you know right. a thing you have to worry about on the offensive line at all times if 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 I added a caveat that injuries yeah. don't count in this would you still sell it that yeah, the, that you know it, it has to be like actual legitimate lineup changes right yeah, like somebody lost their job yeah mm um yeah i'd still buy it i think i think just a, a just one change from 13 games i think yeah it was sure. definitely possible okay all right just with the new staff i think they're gonna be at the, and, and you have guys like um you have a guy like uh brandon council who can play pretty much everything up front so mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily a, a case where um you know guys are moving in and out up and down the depth chart you might have some wiggling around to do just be like okay well maybe he's better off here than, than maybe somewhere else all right in just a moment, uh, we're going to talk a bunch of quarterbacks with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer right here on Locked on Auburn. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Just go to rockauto.com. Uh, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 on average at a chain storefront. It's $216 at rockauto.com. That's a big difference. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And right, Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Jay Ferg, last one. Are you buying or selling this? Holden Gariner starts for Auburn before D. Davis. Ooh. Um, hmm. I think he I does. Will, I'm buying this. Yeah, okay. So my thing with, you know, Demetrius Davis is, I think he's going to be an excellent quarterback. I Me think too. the fit, though, there with Gariner um, is, you know, might be a might be a situation. I mean, it, it's interesting because you know you're you're coming into a spot now where Finley and Davis are kind of near on the same timeline right now, right? Um, and then Garner kind of gives a little bit of a, of a wiggle room in there. Um, you know what? I, you know what? I'll just be different. I'll say I'll say you know what? I think Demetrius Davis gets a shot before him, even though I think Garner is a really good fit. Um, you know, for for this the offense, I'll just be a contrarian and, and pick against sure. you here. So I think it, I think it could easily go either way. So walk me through. The, that path, if Davis yeah. does start before Garner does, does Finley start at all? Is is yeah. Finley the guy after Bo? Then it's Davis, or does Davis have to beat out Finley? I think that I think either one of those options is, is possible. I mean, okay. I think Finley. You know, I don't think I, this staff is not going to be a one where it's going to be like you know a, a <laughs> you know a clear line of succession. I don't think. I think this is going to be a place where they want depth and they want competition and they want guys to push each other pretty much every offseason. So um, I think Demetrius Davis, talent-wise, if they can figure out how, you know, how he can best fit in this offense, um, you know, he's got the he's got the skill set to be a, a real game changer. I mean, you don't win as many games as he does as you do at the highest classification in Texas high school football mm-hmm. and put up the numbers that you do and, and play against the competition that you do without being a really good quarterback. Nothing to take away from TJ Finley, nothing to take away from Holden Garner, but like I think talent could end up shining through, uh, and just having to figure out what 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 goes around with that. So I don't know what the timeline would look like, but wouldn't surprise me at all if it's an open competition after Bo Nix is done. Say Bo finishes his career as the starter, and you know Finley doesn't you know take over at any time when Nix is here. I could see a scenario where it's Finley and Davis and, and Garner, and I could see Davis winning winning that battle just because I think he's just a really talented guy. Um, you know, I think you can make the argument for either of those dudes. Uh, but I really like Davis's. I really like Davis's talent, and I think he's he's getting off. He's gotten off to a pretty strong start at Auburn. There's no way all three of them can have a year as starter, right? Yeah, it would be it would be pretty tough, I would think. Right? You you would have some sort of scenario where you know Finley is the starter next year, and then maybe for a couple of years, and then Davis, and then yeah, I think you, In today's you do game this. Where you just gotta like, I mean, no one wants to sit around and wait. Right. I just you I just take, don't see that being a thing. You take a really good quarterback each year and let the chips fall where they may. That's how that's how every really good football program does it now. Yep. Um, and it's like, all right, let's find our guy because we don't want to be left with not having a guy. And, you know, only one guy can be the guy at a time. Well, we'll just make sure there is always competition and depth coming around. But if a guy wants to go somewhere else, you know, more power to him. We've seen it at Alabama and we've seen it at other places where really good quarterbacks and really good starter quality players have had to go elsewhere just because it's like, all right, well, we're going to take a really good quarterback every year. 
your article that you mentioned uh, earlier in the show on the Auburn Observer about Garner was so fun to read and really so fun to watch. You had so many different, you know, gifs in there and, and videos on just throw after throw after throw of this guy just putting the ball on the money, doing mm-hmm. so many different things. It's like, uh, uh, I know he's like really ascended in the rankings ever since he's committed to the Tigers, but man, yep. it's just hard to believe people watch this kid. It's like, yeah, this guy's not a four star. Right. And yeah, I mean, he's going, he's, you know, while we're talking about this, he's at elite 11 this weekend and, or this week in, in Los Angeles as one of the best 20 quarterbacks in the country by these evaluators. Uh, he's top 15 on the composite right now, which is, which is pretty significant. And I think when people get committed, it's like, okay, well, all right, it's another three star. All right, whatever. You know, this guy's got some game to him. I mean, I think, you know, he, he's gone to these camps and has really shown and that, uh, you know, really, really, been a big time player at these camps and that's what's getting him up in the rankings. But like you go back and look at his numbers last season as a junior, uh, deadly efficient. I mean, you don't, you don't have that kind of season that you do uh, without being a really good quarterback. 68% of his passes last season completion, you know, had 25 touchdowns and just three picks, several 300 yard games, several really efficient, really accurate games. Um, He is a guy that can put the ball where he wants it to go. You know, he's not going to blow you away with just this in, insane, um, you know, arm strength or, you know, athleticism or, you know, he, he's not he's not just this uh, this guy who immediately just screams at you. He's like, oh, this is a this is a blue chip talent. But I think you watch him play. He's just he's got really good command uh, of the game. Uh, he looks like he knows where he's going with the ball every time he say, you know, every time he snaps it. Um, and got a really good, got a really pretty deep ball, and I think he's only going to get you know stronger as a thrower as time goes on. Really good size to be six three as a high school junior, I think, is something that people really really like. And uh, yeah, it's got this 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 offense that he's run in high school. Kind of reminds me of Brian Harson and Mike Bobo's background. Is like you'll see him go under center, you'll see him go five wide, you'll see him do a lot of different things and a lot of different types of throws. And that's the type of guy you want to have uh, in this offense moving forward. Jay Ferg, as always, uh, really appreciate your time. How can people sign up for the Auburn Observer and, and tell folks what all they get again? Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Check it out. Um, you know, we have got uh, newsletters. The email newsletter comes out about three or four times a week uh, for stories uh, on Auburn football, men's basketball, a lot of analysis, a lot of uh, a lot of preview in the upcoming season. Um, so you can check that out. There we also do a couple podcasts. If you sign up and subscribe for $6 a month or $60 a year, not only do you get all those stories, but you also get a bonus podcast once a week. Uh, and the, that, the one this week was the one with uh, Nicole Arbach of The Athletic. Um, and, uh, yeah, everything we do gets emailed straight into your inbox so you can read and listen on your own time. And, uh, and, and whenever you want to, you don't have to wait or go to a certain app or anything like that. Uh, so auburnobserver.com, check it out there. And uh, we will uh, continue to push on here. In a little bit of the, the the duller stretch of the off season, we're so but, close. Mean, we're so close. I mean, I got a, uh, I got a, um, I got my my credential application for for media days came through uh, just on Wednesday, so we know we're getting there. Yeah, we're so close, Justin. Thank you so much, brother, and yes, to sir. all of uh, you listening, we'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend. This has been Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.